This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We are the greatest dykes in the world. Mackenzie Goodwin, Rachel Scanlon, Worldwide Dykes for Life. Hey, two dykes, two dykes, two dykes, one mic, one mic, one mic, one mic. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another whirlwind episode of Two Dykes and a Mic. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. And I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. No. Yes. No. Who knows? They know. At, by, by they this, don't fucking know. By this point, they do know. They don't know anything about our voices. I'm Mackenzie and I've got wrists. Is that all you, you think of me? Wrists. Badass, big brains, heart of gold. Mackenzie Goodwin. I'll take it. And now do me. Big juicies. Mm-hmm. Curly red hair. Mm-hmm. Cur- excuse me, correction. Curly red ramen hair. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Heart of gold. All right. Thank you. I'll take that. Now that we're fighting. I did. When, before we started the podcast, I did call you a bitch. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're always kind of low-key calling me a bitch, but I'm also high-key acting like a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are you going to do with that? How are you today, Kens? I miss you. I love looking at you. I, I love hanging out with you. I love eating lunch with you. I am just having probably the best week of my life. My, is it because I'm with you every single day this week? Uh, yes, that is a huge part of it. But also, I am gearing up to go to Hawaii for my 30th. Oahu! I'm actually going to Kauai. I want you to know that when you said Erica's taking me to Hawaii for my birthday, yeah. I obviously told my girlfriend immediately. Yeah. And her first response was, we should go meet them there. <gasps> if you guys showed up. Surprise. We're on, in the same room. That would be truly a highlight of my life. It would if, be a lot of fun. If I got there and you were already there. Mm-hmm. It would just be our girlfriends, our mm-hmm. beautiful bronzed girlfriends. Yeah. Like, enjoying the ocean the sand and the water and us Mm -hmm. fully buried in the sand to get some type of shade i'm gonna have probably the biggest hat you've ever seen yeah like to the point where you're like that's comical yeah exactly where it's more of a bit than anything you're stepping on it yeah yeah people are like (laughs) Like almost like the hat has a train. Um, yeah, a train. (laughs) Somebody Erica's holding it. Um, like uh, you know those like styrofoam cowboy hats that they give out for free at the bigger, bigger, but but so much bigger. That would be like the the child of the hat that I'm actually wearing. Hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, we would both be obviously we are the palest people to exist to walk this earth. We're very Irish, and our girlfriends are both very. Well, my girlfriend is tan by choice. And my girlfriend is a person of color. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to compare them, and, and they're not yeah, in the same she's category. A race. Yes. She's not white. <laughs> she's not white at all. Yeah. So they would obviously be out in the sun living. Being fine. Yeah. Enjoying. My girlfriend's also an, an islander, like from yeah. the islands of Fiji. So she, she's got it in her blood. Exactly. She's like made to. I've like, she would send me pictures when she was in like New Zealand and Fiji oh. and all these beautiful places. And I'm like, babe, you're glowing. And she's like, yeah. She's like, 
she thrives being Mm -hmm. i like see the ocean i start to get a rash i couldn't agree more with you first off i hate water hate the fucking ocean you and i yeah no i'm not here for it unless it's around that rim 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 get it the fuck away from me and some might say like Mackenzie, why are you going to hawaii a place where it is uh, almost all ocean it's all ocean baby. and you know you're so pale you can't be in the sun why is this a place for you and i don't like to swim uh i am gonna have the time of my life sure because I'm going to block it up yeah, and get under an umbrella yep. and just chill on the beach. You do have like big Squidward vibes when I think about you on the beach. Yeah. It's zinc on your nose. Mm-hmm. Eight legs. <laughs> so I'm very excited to go. And I hope to God that you guys show up there. Don't give her an invite. She'll, she will book a, a flight. Erica? No, my girlfriend. Nazara. If you give her the green light, she will book it yesterday. God, that'd be so fucking funny. Be careful what you wish for (laughs) she'll show up she'll show up and so will i anything new in your life listen to this Mackenzie. yeah as you know Uh because we have now been friends for several years yes and you met me when i was drunkenly trying to hit up with hit up trying to hook up with you yes and it a lot of people and it didn't work wink wink don't tell them it worked once (laughs) and then i got too tired but it was something was there there was a spark there was a spark we don't know what it was and we didn't explore it. There was a spark. We certainly didn't explore it. <laughs> so you know, I'm like, you've seen me through and now, and did you, you've only known me pretty much as single until For the most Nazara. part. Yeah, yeah. You had a couple girlfriends here and there, but it was nothing like serious nothing like this. Nothing that we lived together or anything. No. And now, you know, I'm with somebody who like feels like different than any relationship I've had. Whereas mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, this is like somebody who it feels like family. Yeah. Like I see future when I look at her. Absolutely. Like it feels like, Oh, not like, Oh, I've like a good girlfriend. It feels like something totally different to yeah. me. We have achieved the next level. Oh my God. What is it? And no, you're not going to expect this. Cause I know you're thinking it's sex based. Yeah. It's not anal. Oh God. Do I have to do that just to say that I did? Probably. Well, let's explore it on Rachel's toolbox. Okay. <clears throat> Rachel's backdoor toolbox. No. Spinoff. No. Call Warner Brothers. <laughs> Nazara and I yeah. opened a joint savings account. <gasps> that is a big deal. That's a big step. Can you fucking believe that? I can because I know Nazara. She did a lot of research. Yes. She's very smart. Mm-hmm. Very um, meticulous with things. And a planner. Yeah. Listen, she, uh, we started this savings from a TikTok video that we saw. Okay. And we were like, so now both of us equally have pointed the same amount of money into this like wow. space where we have both set aside a large amount of money, large meaning, meaning like over $15. Yes. <laughs> the bar is low. Yeah. 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 And we were like, what do we do with this? And are you saving up for anything in particular? Or this is just you guys building towards a future together? I mean, someday I would like to buy a house. Yeah. Is it realistic? Not in this market. In LA? Probably not. No. You, you but have maybe to be like in, Valencia. Yeah. You have to be like a multimillionaire to own a home in LA. Yeah. Maybe a guest house. Yeah. But something for us, for our future that we would invest in together. That's great. And now I was like, what should we do? And she was like, hold on, let me research where it would be like actually smart to go. And I was like, perfect, because I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. And now we, she opened it up and we have a joint savings account. That is one of the hottest things I've ever heard in my life. I feel like I'm cosplaying as somebody who like has it all. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is very much like a mature 
adult thing to do is to open up a joint checking account or savings account yeah. with someone. And listen, as somebody who has $15 left now that I've put it all in savings, yeah, feel good. Well, it's interesting. Did your, um, I, and I'm bringing this up because my parents did net, they never joined their finances. Mm. Um, they always kept it separate. Yeah. So I grew up net, that was never a thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, did your parents do that? My parents are mixed. Never mixed. No, always mixed. Always mixed. And yeah. it, what they about Nazara's? They have like separate accounts. So where my, like my dad has his like toy account where yeah. he can buy whatever shit he wants for yeah. himself. And I think Nazara's parents are also. They did join. Yeah. So I think for us, yeah. we saw it growing up where your family unit has like one pile of money that is for the family. Yeah. So I think both of us, that's less scary to do. And especially since we still have our. I have my bank. She has her bank. Right. She has her checking account, her debt, her stuff. We know we're not married or anything. Right. And I still have my checking and savings and personal finances. Mm-hmm. I have my retirement. I have like my own shit. Yeah. But for this one particular fund where we have both put in the same amount, we're like, let's put that somewhere where it's us together. I like that. And that's separate. So we still have her stuff, right. my stuff. But now what we have is a third thing that we've both equally contributed to together. And are you going to monthly or? Yeah bi-monthly or something so we we do what are the rules so our thing i'm so glad you asked yeah she took a hundred envelopes i took a hundred envelopes we put we wrote on it one through a hundred and we mix them up and then every week we draw two envelopes and whatever those numbers are we deposit that much into our savings so if it's one dollar it's if it's one it's one dollar if it's a hundred it's a hundred dollars okay okay that's Mm -hmm. interesting so that by the end of a year we save roughly between the two of us $10,000. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's really cool. I think the math checks out. I mean, it did on TikTok. And if there's one thing I believe in, it's my future inspired by TikTok. Yeah. Will I fact check it? No. Hell no. I was going to say. Will I break out my calculator just to do basic math to see if it checks out? Hell no. Yeah. Will I commit to it? are thinking it could be roughly $10,000. I think so. Okay. So, and now we will have together a, so just like for our, whatever, you know, a wedding, maybe mm-hmm. a dog. I mean, $10,000 a year saving up is a good chunk of change. That's, I mean, I mean, it gets dicey when you think about how we make money, which yeah. is we make money when we go out and earn it on the road yeah. or sporadically for freelance because we work in this industry. Yeah. Whereas I think somebody who has a stable job, who has a stable job, yeah. it's much easier for them to save lo- like that long term. Mm-hmm. I know. So I was like, this is very cool. It's and cool like, that you guys up. are, yeah, you're building this together. You're starting your future together. I Hot. think it's beautiful. Isn't it gorgeous? That was a good check-in. <laughs> that was a really good update. Dude, fuck yeah. I'm really into that. I'm really into you. I'm into you. Break up with Nazara. Take all the money. I knew this would happen. Take all the money. I put roots into somebody. Take it all. Cash out. Yep. Come over here. And you mean an Erica? No, no, no. Just you and Erica. (laughs) (laughs) What a twist. No, no. Just uh, you and my girlfriend. Um, We have a bumble fumble that I really want to read to you. Are you ready for this? Bring it. Hello. Before I start with the story, I just want to say that I'm from Mexico and I love your podcast. I laugh a lot with you and 100% agree Taylor Swift is totally gay, although I don't think she'll ever come out, lol. I have a bumble fumble a bit long, but I hope you enjoy it. So I met this girl through Tinder. We matched and started texting for about a week. She was all that I could hope for, very attractive, but the night we met, I felt zero emotional chemistry. 
She told me at one point that she liked me, but I was honest with her and told her that I didn't feel it, and she said it was okay. We still made out at the end of the night, though. LOL. That's actually Also, really good funny. for you for being honest and about not feeling it. Yeah. And good for you both for, them for being still like, Frenching. Yeah, that's cool. Um, after that, we casually went out for about two more times, and it was nice. Nothing serious. In one occasion, we went to drink at the bar, and everything was okay. This is important for later. We lost touch for like three months. Then COVID came and we were both bored. So she invited me to her house. We had lots of fun and I felt everything different. Like I was maybe starting to feel something for her and I kind of got the same vibe that she had feelings for me too. So a few days later, I decided to invite her to my place and uh, to drink with me. And I figured that we could be less nervous that way, especially me. I'm new at flirting and stuff. So she came to my place and we started drinking. An hour after, I was feeling more nervous because I seriously was realizing that I actually really liked her. And she was kind of flirting too. So everything was super nice. But then she started to act really weird. She bit me at times, not hard, although I told her that bothered me. Uh, then she wanted. Oh, I, I did tell her it bothered me. <laughs> uh,. And then she wanted to get more alcohol, but everything was closed because of COVID. And she got really insistent that we went out when we couldn't. I really didn't know if she was drunk or that it was just her. Uh, and then we were on my couch and I was very doubting if I should kiss her because she was drunk and I didn't want to be like taking advantage of her. Oh, man. But by then she kissed me and it went from zero to 100. Hell yeah. And that made me really uncomfortable. Oh, sorry. Hell no. She tried to take off my shirt, even though I told her to stop. And I literally had to push her off the couch. After that, it was kind of awkward for me, and she started to be rude to me, and she told me not to be bitchy tomorrow, talking about all this via her WhatsApp. What? What the fuck? And after that, she told me she was super drunk. I told her it was okay, uh, and after that, she was falling asleep, so I told her not to worry and offered my bed so she could sleep. Two hours later, I was trying to unlock her phone so I could make up a lie for her because it was late and her mom was mad. I finally could and told her mom uh, that we were eating and that she would be home in a minute. She woke up like shortly after that, got really mad at me for telling her mom and yelled at me because she couldn't find her shoes. I was kind of bummed out because I was starting to like her, but her attitude of being rude and drunk to me and it really turned me off. After that, she apologized and told me she didn't remember anything about the yelling or being rude, nor trying to have sex with me. We made distance for about two months, but dumb me, because we clearly didn't fit together since the beginning. I fell in love with her again, and it didn't end right either. Now she's happy with somebody else. Love you guys. XOXO. Wow. Okay, so this is such a journey. I I think there's a tiny bit of... Um, lost in translation in this as well. I okay. just want to say, like, some of the sentences I kind of stumbled upon. Oh, got it. I, I think the translations... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But overall... I think we got the gist. Yes, yes. And also, I, this does kind of make me want to say, if you guys are sending us a Bumble Fumble or Ask a Dyke or whatever, and we need more context, if you're comfortable, otherwise, like, obviously, if you want it to be anonymous, always say anonymous, and we will... But if it's not anonymous, you can leave your age and your pronouns. That would help us moving forward just so that we know yeah. how to refer to you guys. And also, I love to paint a picture in my mind. Anyways. Did our toes just touch? I hope not. I am not a toe bitch. I, I'm not either. I don't like it. Hello? So, <laughs> here's the thing. And I think your body knew it from the jump. Yeah. 
which is you met and it wasn't there. Yeah. And I think a lot of times as queer people, we give people second chances when we shouldn't. And it is a hundred fucking percent. (laughs) That's all we do. We do it a lot because I think we see the value in queer relationships and we see the value in each other. Mm -hmm. And we're not as many of as like other larger communities. A lot of times we are trying to fit the square puzzle piece into the circle. Yep. And we're just jamming Jamming, it down and it's not going to fit. I think our instincts are keen as fuck. Yeah. And I think that you knew kind of, Sorry, they're so clean. You know I always get pedicures. Um, I think you knew right away that this wasn't going to work. And I think that the pandemic, especially on top of it, makes people more like, fuck, I'm bored as fuck. Exactly. And you're like, all right, let's try it again. Let's kind of pick apart the second encounter here. Well, because I actually... This is a drunk person. It is a drunk person, but I do have... The only thing that I disagree with is going through the person's phone to text the mom. I think that that's something that that's their issue. If I were you and I was on a date and their mom was texting them, even if they were drunk, I would not respond. Uh, I don't think that's... I think she was trying to look out for her. I know I totally get that, but I still think that that's crossing a line. So like that, I actually understand why the person would be a little upset. I guess. I'm just like at that point, like you don't have any footing really. Like it's like she was trying her best to like smooth over because she was incapacitated. Yeah. So it's like I, everyone, I mean, this is also, it feels we really all, young to me. True. I don't know how old this person is. I'm thinking of if you're in your 20s, if you're in your 20s, you don't need to be texting your mom where you are. Yeah. You know, like that's something that you can wait. Yeah. I just feel like I think the moral, and I'm. it is so hard to, because then she was like, oh, and then a few months later, I fell back in love with her. Mm-hmm. And it's like the ultimate bumble fumble here isn't so much that this girl was a drunken asshole to you. Yeah. I think the ultimate fumble is like your body knew from the beginning, like yes. this is not going to work. And yeah. that the fumble is like giving this person second chances mm-hmm. when it's like, oh, this person's not ready. Yeah. I think that especially when a big red flag that I have seen while dating is the, uh, we have to have alcohol as a crutch to feel anything for each other. Yeah. You don't want somebody who is only going to want to be with you, sleep with you, flirt with you when they're drunk. Mm -hmm. That is not, that means that when they're sober, they're having a harder time feeling attraction to you. You don't want somebody who is only going to like you when they're drunk. Right. And even if somebody, you know, they use it as liquid courage, you know what I want? I want somebody who doesn't need sober that. wakes up with full confidence yeah. in their like sober mind. Yeah. Or, I don't want somebody who leans on that. Even if you need a, like a drink to get up the courage to ask a girl out, that's fine. But when you are already at her house, mm-hmm. you guys have already made out. Totally. You've already been there. You're already drinking that night. To be like, I want to leave the house to go get more, like, that's not a sexy thing to do. Mm -hmm. No, that's not hot. Yeah, no. And I was that. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. I get, like, once you're drinking to be like, we're off to the races. Exactly. And where is more. Yeah. But that's also something that hopefully she can kind of work on and Mm -hmm. see what her goals are with alcohol and relationships. And you don't really need to be part of that because I think you're better off. To be honest, you're better off. Yeah, that was a good like one. it is with all bumble fumbles. Mm-hmm. All of these amazing people that write into us, you're better off 100%, without. Hundred percent, hundred percent, for real. Do you have an ask a dyke for me? 
You know I do. I love Ask a Dykes. What if they're my favorite segment? Don't tell the other segments. You know what? I I think Ask a Dyke and Bumble are my two favorites. Yeah, me too. They're oh, so much fun. Out of three, that's our favorite too. I know. Hard. hard Here to we imagine. go. Hey, Dykeroos. That's us, bitch. That is us. I have an Ask a Dyke for you. I consider myself pretty new to the queer community until like 21, I identified as straight. And just assumed that everyone had crushes on their friends or random women in the world. Everyone does. Literally, a, that is a, everything <laughs> that you're saying is so true. Yeah. Like, I felt like I was straight because I was like, yeah, we all are in love with Lauren Pepper. <laughs> That's so funny. Or whatever. Uh, it wasn't until about a year and a half ago that I've finally been able to embrace my queerness. Shout out to my lesbian godmother, Makes who is the dream that introduced my gay ass to this podcast. Love that. The pandemic really blew up my queer ass plans. Now that bitch is a, now that this, now that a bitch is vaxxed, I'm I'm getting back out there. Sorry. I'm so old. There is such a long lead up and I'm sorry, but I'm getting, I'm getting there. I feel pretty out of my groove and I think I'm too in my head to start dating women. Okay. The whole point of it is that I went on a date with a young woman and I'm not feeling it. Okay. She keeps texting me and I don't know how to let her down without sounding like a fucking cliche. She mm. was super nice and cute, but I didn't feel any sexual tension and she kind of reminds me of a friend. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Okay. I mean, that's happened a lot to both of us. Actually, never. You're so full of shit. Everyone, whenever they meet me, they're all in. What about vice versa? I've been all in every time. Okay. So it's never happened to you. Okay, no, this has happened a lot. I think, yeah. <laughs> listen, we have more practice and we've been let down. Easy. Oh, have we ever. <laughs> the one episode on Patreon where you and I go through our breakup texts it's of people, people breaking up with us. and Humbling. We both, via, people ghosting us via text. Oh, I think the breakup ones are way worse. It's the bad. ones that were, for to me... We're like bad. Ouch. Wait, Mackenzie, the ones that I didn't even read because it was just them ghosting me and me just sending flyers to my shows. That's upon no response. I mean, months. That's humiliating for you. Dude, I am absolutely humiliated at who I was. Yeah. I can't believe you had, you had no, no shame. shame. No None. shame. I was like, I'm sure they just were busy. They'll <laughs> want to come to the next show. And then no response. And I was like, it's obviously not me. I'll better send another flyer. Like a psychopath. You're a crazy person. I'm a crazy person. Absolutely. Should be thrown in jail. That's fucking Should never nuts. be asked advice about women. We have an advice <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Fuck. Well, we've lived and learned. That's I'll true. I'll say that. We really have. I think this is... I, let me just say this. Yeah. I'm very proud of this person who, who wrote in. Yeah. And has come into this sexuality mm -hmm. and has put their foot forward to go on dates and hasn't just where I made a mistake where I was like, I have to be in love with every woman I go on a I date with. I have to with, sleep with everyone. And I have to sleep with yes. everyone because I thought it was like, I was closeted and I was like, I'm never going to find any queer people. So I was you like. You wanted notches on your belt. I wanted notches on my belt and I had something to prove. I was yes. like fucking my way. I was like, if I'm gay, I have to be Ex as gay very as gay. I can be. Yeah. And so I'm really proud of this person who was like, you know what? I went on a date and guess what? She is nice and she is cute, but I'm not feeling any tension. Yeah. Good for you for being like an active participant in the dating. Like this yes. is what dating is for. Yeah. You're going to meet a lot of people that you maybe don't click with. Actually, most of them. I was going to say 95% of the dates I went on, I did not click with them. 
I would say 95% of the dates I clicked with them, but it does it didn't work out still. But see, mine were very much, I think that we dated different types of women. Yeah. And a lot of the ones, I remember the I talk about her all the time because it still baffles me. The one who I was like, she felt like a straight girl undercover as a gay girl. You do talk about this one. It is fascinating. Because I truly, that's the, that's the amount of sexual tension that there was between us. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was a pony girl who was like writing an article about gay girls on dates. And she was like, so this is what it's really like. Yeah, Here's but, the scoop. No, no, no. Less attitude than that. Woof. It was one of the craziest dates I've ever been on. And with me, yeah. I had usually my dates because I make sure that I don't get friend zoned. Yeah. You can, we find out very quickly we have chemistry or not. Uh-huh. And it's not like this in the air, like, oh, we were friends. It was kind of nice. Like, you'll know right away within the first half an hour of a date, whether right. we are clicking sexually or not. Yeah. Whereas, like, this one, and I refer to this date a lot as well, my veggie girl date. Oh, yeah. That God. was eight hours long. Yeah. And, and that's. What I was I was doing what I always do, which is to flirt and to to mm-hmm. be kind and to pay and to have a plan and right. all and was met with nothing. Yeah. And then at the and she still will sometimes reach out to me to be so like, Hey, do you have any shows in Bakersfield or whatever? Fucking nuts. Crazy. But that's why you gotta go to a bar and be like, you know what, after a drink, if you're not feeling it, you get out of there. I can't even drive past a veggie girl anymore without flashbacks. Yeah, that's crazy. So the question is how can she let this How girl down? How can she let this girl down? And I think here's what's important. Mm-hmm. Let's take into account the reason why. Because I think that the reason can a- absolutely inform the letdown, if yes. you will. So the reason is, and I quote, I don't feel any sexual in- tension and she kind of reminds me of a friend. Okay. And I know that she's worried about coming off as a cliche. Yes. However, when it is actual tr- truth... You have to just leave it, lead into the truth. I couldn't agree more. And that's why I think I'm going to read the one breakup text that I got. Please do. From this the girl. <laughs> Mackenzie's own. She literally just looked through her phone. This is real life. A Mackenzie actual breakup. Okay. So this is a girl who we went out twice. Mm-hmm. Um, she did not feel anything. And this is what she wrote. I want to be straightforward with you because I really enjoyed hanging out, but I'm not feeling a strong spark. I would genuinely love to see you again in a platonic context, but I totally get if you're not feeling that. And honestly, tell me that's a great breakup. text. That's a great breakup text. And that was to me a very good clean cut. This is how I'm feeling honest and gives you an out, which is like, I totally understand if you don't want. Yeah. And I said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and she cried and she cri- all night. No, I That's obviously. That's a great. Yeah. And I feel like it's using the word spark is great because yeah. it, it lets you know what it is, which is like, this was fine, but it's we're not having sexual chemistry. Exactly. And to me, that was, I think that's the best thing is be like, I like you as a person. I enjoyed hanging out with you, yeah. but as a platonic friend. Yeah. So I think if you want, copy and paste what this girl sent to that me. That was really fucking good. It's a great breakup It had text. everything. Yes. A compliment. Yes. The truth. Right. And an out for you. Yeah. And like how to move forward. But also, and we've talked about this too, that that last line of like, I would love to hang out with you again as a friend. That is also a line. You can use that. You do not. Or eat, you can cut it. Or you, know you can copy, cut it. Cut, delete. Exactly. Because that is a line that you don't necessarily, they don't mean that. Also, if you're the dumper, yes. you don't have to say we can hang out as friends. Yeah. Let the dumpy, if they want to bring that up, they will. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. But I think it's, 
something along the lines of being very like as truthful as you can, which mm-hmm. is you're nice and fun. Yeah. And I had a really sick time. Yeah. However, and maybe it's just for, or, you know, what, just, I would just literally say like, I don't feel that spark with you. Yeah. I think the, I didn't feel much of a spark is a great line. I think it's a great line. Yeah. Because it's also like, let queer people not have a spark with everyone. Do you know what I mean? And you know what? I'll tell you what we don't. I, and you know what? I had to learn that the hard way. Yeah. I'm out here making sparks with like fucking little bits of dried up coconut and flint you you could make a spark with a tree you really i could make a spark with a wet blanket bitch (laughs) i'm out here sparky you really are you really are all right i've got a queer of the week for you are you ready there's one last part it's actually cute can i read it yeah it says also it has meant so much listening to you guys throughout the pandemic you've helped me feel like a part of the queer community when i felt distant from most communities Mm. also it means so much to have two gay ass women be so pro-bisexual. I think I have some internalized biphobia and your words go so far. Thanks for helping my bias navigate this queer world. I love that so much. Oh my God. I love this. Yeah, Remember I was really, really into this bi stuff. Yeah. I mean, I obviously still am, but I feel like it's, I feel like heard. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love you. I love bisexuals. Same. All right. I've got a queer of the week for you. Are you ready? Yes. Hey, homos. Along with millions of other dykes, my partner and I love your show, think you're nuts, and she plays your podcast in the car to avoid me making her listen to couples therapy books on tape. I love (laughs) couples therapy books on tape. You and me are kindred. That's so funny. Uh, As such, I'd like to nominate my exquisite partner of six years, Andy, for Queer of the Week, for her birthday on June 17th. There are a lot of reasons I hope you all are excited about this Queer of the Week. First, Andy may not survive the embarrassment, a.k.a. deep pride, she feels when she hears this being read on her number one podcast. Oh, my God. Two, she has referred to you both as her best friends. Andy! (laughs) Along with our cat. So I wanted to report that you have a third best friend you haven't met yet. Ah! Three, she's a firefighter slash arson investigator, which is smoking hot, as well as a fine-ass athlete. And duh, I attach photos for your viewing pleasure. Look at them. Also, Good she Lord. said that she's a firefighter and arson investigator, investigator. And then she said it was smoking hot, which is hysterical. Pun intended. Pun fully intended. Um, let's see. Uh, four. She is a professional Taylor Swift is gay conspiracy theorist. Yes. Aren't we all? Yes. Uh, but mostly you need to know that she is whip smart with a sly, filthy sense of humor, rock solid integrity, is adventurous, yet easygoing, deeply caring, and is a wonderful, incredibly loving girlfriend. Oh my God. She loves me because of slash despite my quirks, and I'm so lucky to have her in my life. Happy birthday, Andy. I love you, Abigail. Oh, wow. Andy, happy fucking birthday. They're so cute, too. I love it. That was it. a really good one. I love when, like, a girlfriend is, like, a stan, and then their yeah. girlfriend is like, listen, I also like you guys, but my girlfriend is, is going really to into it. Yeah. <laughs> That was a good one. Happy queer of the week to you, Andy, and happy birthday. That happy was so birthday. cute. Fuck. This week, for the movie, we actually did a TV show. Yes, we did season three of Master of None. Master of None season three, it's pretty much completely focusing on Denise, played by um, Lena, Lena Waithe, Waith. or Weena Laith. Weena Laith is actually 
Um, and it focuses on her and her wife, uh, Alicia, who is played by Naomi Aki, and them living up in upstate New York in this, I would say, uh, my I- cottage, my ideal home. Yeah. It is cottage porn. For sure. It really is, though. Yeah. I, I would watch this just for the cottage that they live in. This show, mm-hmm. and I watched it in its entirety in one day. Yeah. And I cried. Mm-hmm. Once again, yes, I'm in my feelings. But you also, are. this show had a lot going on. It did. And it focuses entirely on this. They, we start on them married. And episode one is They're just, so happy. They're in, like, bliss. Domestic bliss. They've just, like, redone this whole cottage. They've, like... Denise is a best-selling author. Yep. And Alicia is like works in antiques and yeah. has like an eye and just like made their house such a beautiful home. Stunning. And they end up, you know, they having a dinner party with a straight couple who's fighting the whole time. Right. And they're staying strong and it's really cute. And they basically establish in the first episode that Alicia wants a baby mm-hmm. and Denise says yes. Yes. And so they start dancing together. Right. And, and it's very, weeping. it's very, very sweet. Um, but you can tell that Denise isn't necessarily the person that is jumping for joy about having a baby in their life. Right. If, if one, if this is Alicia's life dream, Denise is on board to make it happen for Alicia. Yes. It doesn't really seem like it's for Denise, but she's on board because they're in love. She is. I mean, I would say a little reluctantly on board though. The, the conversation needs a little, needs a little yeah, she does because the conversation is definitely not a conversation of how I would want it to go if I brought up the fact that I wanted a baby. Yeah. So it's a little awkward. But so then season uh, or episode one then goes into they find a sperm donor, which mm-hmm. is one of their friends. Yep. They have him over mm-hmm. and they set him up with a beautiful charcuterie plate. Hysterical. A little wine. They have a laptop. It's hilarious. It's hysterical. There's fire lit. It's it's, it's gorgeous. It's Honestly, gorgeous. It's so beautiful. And then he does his thing. He gets his deposit. Yep. Gives it to them. And mm-hmm. the end of the episode is them uh, putting it in. Yep. We find out she gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. We're very happy. You know, and also this, the way this whole season works, by the way, I think there's five episodes Two of them are about an hour, and three of them are about a half an hour. It is funky. It's very vibey, so it also feels like it's shot on film. And it's, no, I think it is. Is it? Uh, it it looks like it is shot. It looks on like it's film. shot on film, and yeah. they also like never do like close ups or inserts. Like everything is kind of in a two shot or a wide. It is pretty wide. I mean, it, it's very much like. Yeah, I guess the vibey is kind of the perfect way. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Or it feels like it's a gorgeous setting and it feels super like intentional or like artistic. It's very artistic. It's not like you're watching something and I feel like I'm watching somebody's baby or masterpiece or something that is really like... It's it's well thought out. It's a totally different... It's definitely a step away from season one and season two of Master of None. It is not funny. I mean, it's not funny. It's not funny at this all. This is a melodrama. It's a it's very dramatic and yeah. it is a very almost meticulous look mm-hmm. at these two women's relationship. It's called Moments in Love. Yeah. So it's like it's a total departure from the other stuff. And it is like there's also the fourth episode, I think. Lena Waithe is not in it at all. Mm-hmm. We have a 
almost excruciatingly slow. Should we talk about what happens with the baby, though? Oh, sure. Yeah. So they, they lose. They have a miscarriage mm-hmm. as a couple. Um, this miscarriage then begins the unraveling of their relationship. Mm-hmm. They both end up cheating on each other with somebody else the same night. Yep. Uh, Lena Waithe's character, Denise, gets into a car accident with the woman she's been cheating with. Mm-hmm. And then Alicia has to go to the hospital, get her out of the hospital. Then they come home. They have a huge blowout because they find out that they've both been cheating. Mm-hmm. Then they get a divorce. Yeah. And Alicia says, which I think is like the key of why this is actually over, was that Alicia's like, I've been your prop in your perfect life with your perfect house and your second book, like your whole best-selling author career. Yeah. And I ask you for one thing and I drag you kicking and screaming and Mm -hmm. you don't even care that we've lost this baby. You're not talking to me. And there she's out. She's like, I'm my own person. Yeah. And I'm going to make this happen without you. And she also says like, if your second book had done well, which it didn't. Yeah. She's like, you would be knee deep in pussy in New York. You Mm -hmm. wouldn't even be here with me right now. Yep. And so I think that, Honestly, um, Denise has a uh, a scene with Dev, who is Aziz Ansari, mm-hmm. and they're in this scene together. It's dead silent. They're kind of sitting and talking about her divorce. And to me, it felt like a scene where we weren't watching them as characters. We were watching them as actors. Uh, yeah. Because both of them have had uh, rocky personal lives as of the past two to three years. Yep. Um, you know, if you guys don't know what happened with Aziz, you can look that up. Uh, Lena Waithe also went through a pretty public divorce yep. and cheating scandal. Mm-hmm. So to me, this was almost like these two actors sitting down having this conversation of like, are we bad people? Yep. And how do we move on from this? Totally. And I, I thought that scene was like very beautiful and it was very like real. Well, that's where I was like, I'm watching something that was, it felt so personal Yes. to the point where I was, sometimes uncomfortable i agree because i was like we're we're watching somebody who's made something because they're they're working through it with art yes where i'm like they're asking questions they're looking within Mm -hmm. and they're trying to figure out like what went wrong what went wrong who am i I? yeah and did i fuck my entire life exactly am i the bad guy yeah and i think the answer in ultimate is yeah yeah and although they've learned and grown and whatever the answer to the question is like yeah yeah the people around you Mm -hmm. have isolated you because you are bad exactly and it was it will there was one like line i forget if it was dev or denise who said it and it was like i met all these cool people and i felt so important and that's when i lost myself Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah. yeah, you know, I, I feel like these these two people drank the juice. They, they just drank like, the juice. Yeah. Well, they both skyrocketed so fast mm-hmm. in real life. Yeah, and I think that they both came tumbling down. I mean, Lena Waithe never really. She's fine. Yeah, she never really had a scandal. It was just you know she cheated on her spouse. Yeah, um, but I think it was really fascinating to watch these characters. Yeah, and I know Aziz directed it all. Exactly. When they them talking about this stuff, it felt very much like two artists. Just talking about themselves. Yes, totally. Very autobiographical. Which was like, you know, I mean, I don't know how we feel about looking inward. I think, though, if they had had been like, 
if the the purpose of the show was to be like, yeah, we're not bad. Totally. And like, we're not pieces of shit and we didn't fuck up. We, right. we actually were wronged. Then I think that would be like really fucked up. This show would suck. Well, and it's also not, it, it, I totally agree. This isn't like self-serving where it's like, you know, it doesn't feel like somebody who's been obviously like sexually assaulting young women or girls and then trying to start a podcast saying actually I fucking didn't and yeah. you should watch me because I'm now have more clout. This feels much more Yeah, I mean I don't know. It's like it feels like we're watching also when I saw the the preview of it, right? You know, you click on Netflix and it starts to play. Yeah. And I saw Lena Waithe, who's like a stud and masculine and mm-hmm. gorgeous with her wife, who's a, a beautiful black, like British woman. Yeah. And that it's their marriage. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're get to, we get to go into this world for a whole season. Yeah. And I was so on board for like this world being like what it is, which is like, we're not, we're not being shown the gay version of a, of a straight show. No. We're not being shown here's the black version of a white show. Yeah. We're really seeing these like people of color, these black creators, this like actual, like feeling so queer. And we're going to go into that world because we're entering in on their life. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It didn't feel like, because it it wasn't for us as like white people for, to be like, and now we're getting a black taste. No, I think it was Lena Waithe working through her shit. I think so too. And that's why it feels really personal and it feels really like there's so much going on because there really is. Yeah, And it is like, that's where I was like, I want to go into this because I really want to see what Lena has like, made yeah versus like oh let's see what white people have made and cast black people in yes or let's see what straight people made and then whatever they decide is enough gay but not too much gay Mm -hmm. i was like this is gay as a byproduct of these two people's relationships yeah and it's like it's gay because they're you know two you know identifying queer people right but it's not like um it just didn't feel, it felt, I think it, what I'm trying to get at mm-hmm. is that it's dark and it, but it feels super authentic because it is. Yeah. And that was like nice to watch. And even though it was painful because most of it is really about Alicia is like a large, uh, Alicia's getting pregnant and having a child is a large part of this series. Yes. And it is very, it is slow. A it's lot of pains. I mean, it's as if they refused to cut the camera rolling. Yeah. A lot of the reviews online are, it's, it's, it's gotten mixed reviews yeah. and mostly people are like, it's too fucking slow. It is. And I, by the way, did not, as somebody who watched master of none season one and two, yeah. I had no idea what I was getting into. I was like, I know it's called moments in love. Yeah. I'm not seeing Aziz Ansari in it at all. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a huge, like Lena Waithe stan. Yeah. So I'm like, it, are we getting comedy? What are we getting? We'll I tell didn't you right realize now, what you're we not. Were, you're not getting comedy. I didn't know what we were watching until the third episode. Agreed. Because the takes were excruciatingly long. It is too long. And I do want to talk about, like, I, I think I understood most of it until the end when it very quickly, episode five. When they're back together. They're back together. Yeah. And not in a, um, they're both actively cheating on their wives. Yes. Yeah. So let's jump to it, right? So it's so like three or four years later. Three or four years later, basically, they break up. Alicia goes and has this baby on her own and it's 
fucking tough. We yeah. also touch on the topic of like healthcare for queer people and how unequal it is and yeah. how fucked up insurance companies yes. are. We see the pain of what that looks like for a woman to get pregnant and it's emotional and mm-hmm. it's taxing and she did it on her own. Well, Lena, you know, wrote her second book and basically her fucked career, off. Yeah, yeah, fucked off. She finally has this baby. We cut to a time jump, which we have to just infer through dialogue. We infer through a dialogue way later in they, because they both have, Lena has like a two-year-old. And it's kind of like, so we see them driving back to the cottage that we mm-hmm. love. Yeah. And it's like, Le- or not Lena, sorry. Denise, Denise. is saying, um, we're actually can rent this on Airbnb now. Isn't this so crazy? And Lena, or Denise is saying, I told them I was on a writer's retreat. Yeah. So we kind of infer that like, they're lying well, about where of, they're at. One of them was on the phone with their wife. Right. And is, yeah, you, you just, both of them are actively lying to their partners. So we find, they're having this getaway though. And back in old, the house that they used to live in yeah. when they were married. Yeah. It's crazy, right? And it is so like, this is where I'm like, the, the show is, I mean, for as slow and maybe it's not your cup of tea. It's a slice of life. Sh- totally. It's a slice of life TV show. And it's we're seeing, and I haven't seen anything really like this. Yeah. Especially where we're getting like this queerness where mm-hmm. I'm like, oh God, I could watch. And the choices that they're making when they show intimacy and when they don't yeah. is huge, yeah. right? We know that Denise cheats on Alicia with that girl that she smokes weed with, but we don't ever see it. No, you show her putting her shirt on. We show her and we can put it together, but it's, that's what's so crazy to me. The amount of stuff that they show, the amount of time that they take, the repetition, the non cuttings, Mm -hmm. these huge takes, and they don't like titillate meaningless sex. Yeah. And they show intimacy through this dialogue and through them being naked in a tub together. Yeah. They don't show us them fucking, which yeah. I think is like such an amazing choice on a show that's obviously for adults. No, I love that. I love that aspect. I of think it. it's interesting. The intimacy between these two women is crazy, like crazy in yeah. a way that we don't, you know, we're not seeing them fucking each other. I, yeah. But they're you see back them in, yeah. breaking. You see them breaking each other's hearts oh, yeah. and then getting back together. And I think, what I didn't like as a romantic. Of course. And you know, we both are. And as somebody who would literally never cheat on their partner, mm-hmm. it bothered me quite a bit to see them get divorced. Yep. Both have children. Both get married. Go, both get remarried to other-, to other people. And then they are not only talking shit about their partners to each other, but they're actively cheating on their partners with each other. They're, and it's more than cheating. Yeah. Because this is it's now intimate. a rendezvous that they have had multiple, multiple times. times. So it seems like, you know, Alicia went off and had her own kid, then found somebody else and got married. You yeah. the same caterer. Yeah. And then uh, Denise found somebody else, got married, had kids with them. So they're swapping war stories about having kids. But I see that to me is the worst kind of cheating. It is. It is painful. Yeah. And I don't like that they... Like romanticized it, romanticize it. But the, I think the worst part is the making fun of the partner or I don't know talking if they were making down. fun. They did talk down about well, it. Well, they were talking down in the sense that they were acknowledging that they don't have with their yeah. wives what they have with each other. But they were also actively trying to be like, hey, let's not spiral. Because Denise is asking, are we bad people? I don't think this is going to end well. And they're like, we have a rule. Let's not spiral. Let's enjoy it. Because I read it as they're going to get a divorce and end up back together. See, I didn't read it as that. I think that they were going to continue on with the people they're with and do this until they get caught. I don't know. 
I don't I I did not like that last episode and I thought it was just like we're watching two selfish characters be selfish. But I like I don't know. I liked the last episode. Really? Because it gave me a lot of closure. I no, I agree. It gave me closure because they both it was got what it they closed wanted. the book of these two. I it closed their book but also it completely left it open for what's to happen next. Ugh, I don't want to see them in another season. I mean, I don't, I don't like these characters. Finally like, you know, we saw Denise, like, stealing cheat food in the car when they sure. were together initially. And now, like, they don't have, as they were saying, like, they don't have masks in front of each other anymore. Yeah. They can be themselves. So, like, why are we so happy? And it's, like, because they're honest with each other. But you should have been that from the jump. If you're married to somebody, you shouldn't be having a mask True. on. Truly. Of course. I just feel like I saw it as, like... That was them realizing, because like yeah. Denise is saying, like I don't want to get caught. Yeah, and and they're like, yeah, we shouldn't. I think this is the beginning of them, or maybe the optimist in me mm-hmm. is thinking that they're gonna do it right this time, and they're gonna do what's right, which is to yeah. break it off with their partners. I guess I to me it was just like watching two immature people finally realizing i mean yeah did denise learn enough yeah i don't know that's what i'm saying i'm like it doesn't answer all of the questions that we don't get it tight in a bow where you know everything works out i mean and that's why i think this is like these relationships are more complex than that it is and i i'm just thinking like the to me the character arc was almost backwards i feel like episode one should have been flipped with episode five because you're going from to me, they started off so happy and so good, and they ended up in such a weird, wrong place. Yeah, And totally. it was almost like a story flipped. Yeah. Instead of becoming a better person and learning from your mistakes, they almost went backwards. Yeah. I know. But there is... But I'm not saying that not that's wrong. I'm not saying totally. that, like... I think that's I a different am, way to tell a story. I'm I, rooting for yeah. them. Yeah. Even How, though I don't... Or maybe I'm just rooting for Alicia. Maybe, yeah. I, I, I just love seeing when characters are happy and they're learning from their mistakes instead of... Doing it again. Doing it again. Yeah, and that frustrates me. But I'm not saying... I think it's just... It's a way of telling a story that we haven't seen often. Yeah. And it's just not like point A, point B, point C. Totally. You know, it's here's a bow. It's a... Yeah, it's a different... And I do like it that it's not something we see often. Yeah. Um, I, I like just, that it was different too. Yeah. It was also so... It was really like I tried to start it with Nazara. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's watch it. Like, we're going to see this. It's going to be amazing. And she couldn't get through the first episode. It's very she slow. She is like, that's not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And like, it's not going to work for me. It definitely and has I, mixed reviews. Yeah. And I think that that's fair. But as far as it being something that it's not trying to be anything else. Yeah. And then I'm like, this is exactly what it is. And that means that you're going to get mixed reviews. Yeah isn't a testament to it just being its thing. Mm-hmm. It's doing what it's doing and you can like it or you don't, yeah. but it is just like, for me, I just thought it was like, so obviously very much slower than the television that I watch Shrek, Shrek two and flubber. <laughs> but I thought, I mean, I'm just like really into like, if we're going to show Shrek, Shrek two and for flubber TV shows that you watch. I, yeah. I break it up into six parts. <laughs> I don't have all day. For what it was, which is like, I want, if I'm going to do a slice of life yeah, and I'm going to commit that much of my time into dissecting two people's relationship, I want it to be this. I think it was such a beautiful show that I would put it on, turn off the, the dialogue, like turn it on mute and just watch it. And I also, 
I didn't like the way I couldn't watch it without dialogue. Oh, I loved how it was shot. I didn't like how it was shot. Oh, I thought it was and stunning. And I can't. It's stunning. It's like looking at a magazine. It's so beautiful. But it's all grainy. Yeah, I love it. No, see, and oh, I don't. And wow. I loved it because I love like the way that Lena Waithe dresses and I love like a cottage. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think like the two characters are absolutely beautiful together. Very hot. And the cottage is stunning. I, I loved the vibe of it. I like the, yeah, you're, if this isn't stylistically something you like, that makes ton, a ton of sense. Yeah. You're either going to like it or you're not. Yeah. Yeah. The show is, I think, very good. Yeah. How many gloves would you give it? Four. I agree with you. Yeah. Even though I think we're going to get a little bit of, um, I think people are going to think it's too slow. Yeah. I actually liked... Whatever, buckle up. I, I liked the tempo of it. I think it's a... I y- thought it was important to what was exactly, happening. Exactly. It, because it... It's art. It was used... The tempo... I can see... You know what? The tempo is not usually used like that mm-hmm. in slow-paced lesbian films. That's used to titillate and to snore. Yeah. This was used to actually explore, like, timing of relationships. Well, and, and for you like, to sit pain. in it. Yeah. You yeah. become a part of it and because they make you not leave. Exactly. Because they make you feel what it's like to yeah. go through that with the... T- so I'm like, it had a reason. Yes. Whereas usually the reason is just they think that lesbians are boring. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> like that. No. It wasn't like that at all. So I thought it was like, I thought it was great, honestly. Agreed. What do we have next week? Next week on Hulu, but it aired on FX. It's a show called Pride. It's a six-part docuseries. Yay, yay, yay. Yes, Bitch. We're doing it because it's June. It's June, bitch. And that means it's our birthday month. It's our birthday month and nothing else. Nothing else. I don't remember what else happens in June. Nothing. Nothing. Not a damn thing. Anyways, we're watching Pride. So you guys watch along with us. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. I'm Rachel Scanlon. Go do something gay today. We are the greatest dykes in the world. Mackenzie Goodwin. Rachel Scanlon. Worldwide dykes for 